Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, I haven't checked in with our regular tech guru, Andy O'Donoghue, in a while, and there's been a lot happening in the world of Elon Musk and Amazon and the EU, and there's just so many things I want to talk to about him, and he's here with me now. Andy O'Donoghue, you're welcome to the programme. Good to see you, Bobby. Now, we'll start with Musk and indeed Twitter, whether he buys it or doesn't buy it. What's the value of Twitter to Elon Musk? And it's an interesting question, Bobby, because I think Elon Musk has had, you could say, both a positive (laughs) and uh, active relationship with Twitter over the years. I think 100 million followers. And he has certainly um, used Twitter in the past as a platform for his views, many of which, of course, people disagree with. But he's a great conversation starter, whether you agree with him or not. The thing about Twitter to him, though, is that it's enabled him to communicate with people, and I think to gauge their opinion about many issues. And why this might be important to him, and he has said this in the last few weeks, he's come back to a thing that he calls the X app. Right. And this is what he's described as the everything app. And And again, just so our listeners and indeed myself might understand it, this is the sort of platform, and I think somebody described it as a a Swiss army knife of apps, so that you've got a whole lot of different types of apps in one place. And I think its model is on WeChat in China. Is that correct? Exactly. So so in China, people would use WeChat for a lot of things. Everything from uh, paying bills. A pizza uh, delivery. uh, uh, Everything. Literally everything, Bobby. You can live on WeChat. His idea is to create a similar idea for the rest of the world. And it's called the X. So X.com was his very first uh, online bank. And that's how he became rich initially. And apparently he secured use to use uh, X again for this purpose. So it looks like he's been thinking about this for a while. And his idea will be that we'll be able to do everything. But if you think about the industries that he's involved with, so cars, uh, transportation, uh, space, uh, and the uh, the boring company, there's a lot of transit and city-based things there. And I think what we're likely to see, and of course he is an expert um, and has been uh, in finance and payments. So I think we're likely to see things like you'll be able to book a car, order a car, travel uh, around a city, but you'll be able to pay your bills perhaps. You'll be able to book lots of things because I think people will want to be part of the Everything app. So it's the, it's the subscriber base primarily that he would be buying here and using it to, to, to provide the service that Twitter provides, but to bolt on all these other uh, functions to Twitter. So is that what you're thinking? Yeah, pretty much. And, and people have said, well, you know, given his resources, could he do this cheaper from scratch himself? And uh, there is that argument to be made. However, um, he has been, you know, he's been able to talk about this a lot over the last uh, over the last year. And it comes up now and again. I think we're likely to see him do something because one of the things about Elon Musk is that he is not a traditional what we would call a tech boss. So Elon Musk and I know, you know, it's become somewhat trendy to bash him recently. His contribution to industry and humanity is is really undervalued. I would say that because he makes real stuff. Well, I think that's a really good point. He makes cars and sells them. He makes solar panels. He makes batteries. And he builds spaceships and, in fact, served as chief engineer of SpaceX. Right now, we have a mission, Crew-5 in space, going to the International Space Station. Um, 
Mission Commander, the first Native American woman to fly into space. Elon Musk's contribution to industry is undervalued, I think. And people people see the public side and it's easy to criticise him. But I do think, Bobby, that he is peerless as an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. No, OK. Uh, let's move on to Amazon now, Andy. Um, again, some of their... Uh, some of their new uh, astro features. Um, should there we be concerned about, you know, Alexa just taking over <laughs> our world, or or versions of Alexa mm. Alexa appearing in in TVs, in home security? Like, there's one mm. argument that says I'm up for the convenience of this, mm. and I really don't care. What you know about me? <laughs> or there's another place that says, you know, I'm paranoid because if I give you all this information, you're going to come back and beat me up with it and make me buy stuff I don't need. Mm. Where are you on the on this fence? I'm a, an early adopter for a lot of technology. And I remember buying the very first Alexa model that Amazon made. And I remain part of the Amazon ecosystem because it works really well for me. So I have a number of Amazon Alexa devices in my home. I have a blink camera at my front door and I uh, and I have a number of other Amazon made security cameras. What this enables me to do, though, is to manage my home very efficiently for me to have a good alarm system for me to, you know, conserve energy, conserve energy, turn the heat on and off. I can do all of that. And Apple's or uh, Amazon's recent hardware event, they announced a slew of new products and new Alexas, new versions of Alexa. Clever little features, Bobby, I'd say, like the, the Echo Dot, which is their smallest version of Alexa, now has the ability to act as a Wi-Fi repeater. Yeah. So you pop them around the house and those Wi-Fi woes that we've all had, and particularly if somebody has, you know, kids in the upstairs rooms. Or three-foot walls. Exactly, complaining yeah. about that kind of stuff. One of the things they also did that's really, really, um, I think, important uh, product for them they introduced the Kindle Scribe. And this is now a 10.2 inch screen, lovely Kindle, high definition screen, but it has a stylus. So you can now annotate the books that you're reading. Yeah. And you think for me and you, that's kind of fun. But for students yeah. reading textbooks, this is a fantastic move by Amazon. And people would say Amazon want to be part of our life. Of course they do. The thing is, and to go back to your very first point, I would say if you're going to trust somebody, I would trust companies like Amazon perhaps more than I would other companies. Yeah. What about the significance of Amazon acquiring iRobot and One Medical? So the iRobot, as I understand it, is that that vacuum yep. uh, device that goes around your house autonomously. One Medical is effectively a membership-based primary care service. The robotic Hoover I kind of get. Yeah. But what about the you know, the medical, uh, the membership-based mm. primary care service. What's the play there? It's a great, great point. So uh, <clears throat> big technology companies, and by that I mean uh, Apple and uh, Amazon particularly, have started to get involved in primary care. And what they are doing, I mean, you know, lots of doctors work for Apple. And Amazon are also moving this way. They are becoming increasingly um, uh, involved in the healthcare business. And so subscription healthcare is something that they will probably look at, but their devices are becoming more important for our health monitoring. So Apple have iPhone and Apple Watch, and Amazon have other devices, and they, have, of course they have bands, but Amazon's Alexa 
will be a very important healthcare device because for people who need to be reminded about to medication yeah for people who may need grounding statements people who suffer from dementia perhaps for uh, family members to keep in touch with uh with people who need eventually to probably care. take your temperature and do all that stuff as well well now of course all, we can do all that and feed it back so to see amazon and companies like apple get involved in healthcare isn't a surprise and will only continue where does this end, Andy? Uh, just in terms of like, if we see the scale of these big giants, yeah. like coming in in big waves and just sucking up whatever uh, competition might be out there, perceived competition, are we going to end up with a world that's run by 10 companies? Well, that would be a fear that people have had. I mean, where, um, in, in relation to, say, Amazon and, and Apple in healthcare, hopefully it ends up with better outcomes, earlier diagnosis for people becoming aware of their health, staying fitter for longer. Ideally, that's where we go. I agree that the competitive landscape is something that I suspect regulators will keep an eye on, though. Yeah, but you're, you're likely to see, are you not, you know, and maybe the whole sort of hospital thing that, you know, we might need to review what hospitals do and how they serve us. If you can get devices that monitor health remotely, you know, you might never have to go to hospital. Well, there's, there's a phrase, hospital at home which people have been talking about for a number of years. And if you have, and now, of course, we have, uh, me- we have medical-grade devices for ECG and um, other measurements that can be used at home. So, yes, exactly. Keeping people out of primary care, of course, it would be, would be a great result here. Very finally, can I ask you about uh, the USB-C, uh, the mandatory phone charging cable in the EU? I thought that I was delighted to see this because I thought it's it's one for the consumer Ab- ultimately. Absolutely, one for the consumer. And so the gist of this is that um, twenty seven the uh, twenty seven countries will adopt USB-C as the standard phone charger. Um, Apple don't like it because it means they have to change, uh, and Apple don't like changing. Um, but for us, it's fantastic. It's the Android standard. Most people have a USB-C. And in 2026, this rule will come to laptops. So it is tremendous to see the EU doing something really effective for consumers. Okay, Andy O'Donoghue, as always, our tech guru here on Down to Business. Thanks for joining us, as always. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.